Now, of course, it continues. I talk about the search for the Malaysian airliner. Uh, in particular, the time is running out. They've got to find this black box to find out exactly what went on. Time's running out. And the man they might want to bump is a fellow called David Mearns. He's a deep water search expert for blue water recoveries. Now, Mearns was instrumental in locating Air France Flight 447 in the Atlantic Ocean during a flight from Brazil to Paris in 2009. And he holds the record, wait for this, boys, for the deepest shipwreck ever found. Wow. Uh, the German blockade runner... Rio Grande, which is located at a depth of almost 6,000 metres. Wow. Amazing. And in 2009, Mearns led a search team to find the Australian cruiser, the HMAS Sydney, as we uh, might remember. And uh, he joins us right now on the grill team. David, welcome. Thank you very much, fellas. Uh, David, mate, why is the search for this airliner um, basically being a lot more difficult than the Air France search? Well, it's because we simply didn't know where it was. Mm. In, in very simple terms, um, the uncertainty about the Air France plane from its last known position to when it actually crashed into the ocean was only 280 seconds. And then that space of time, the, the plane at its maximum speed could only fly about 40 nautical miles. So even though that was the biggest search we had ever conducted before, that mm. not me, all the teams that had done it, compared to uh, this Malaysian plane, it was uh, flying for, you know, six, seven hours and, and nobody knew where it was. So it's a completely different scale okay. of uncertainty here. How crucial is it we get hold of this black box? It seems to be what everyone's talking about at the moment, David. Yeah, well, there's two black boxes, one that records the voice uh, communications in the cockpit and one that records all the flight data. And and they are always the most important things to uh, give the investigators, um, you know, to sift through the clues, what, what happened on the plane, why it crashed, and so on and so forth. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's, it's fundamentally important to get those, also with as much wreckage as they possibly can to piece together uh, the reason why, um, you know, what had happened to it. The problem is, um, you know, there's a, a battery on this. Uh, there's uh, pingers, acoustic pingers on these black boxes. There's two of them, but they're running rapidly, running out of battery power. So wow. I think the crews are going to run out of time here. Wow. David, when you found uh, Air France in the Atlantic Ocean, uh, what's the big difference uh, as far as the Indian Ocean goes finding uh, this one? I, the, the biggest difference will be um, the remote location and also... Um, the weather. The depths will be more or less the same. Uh, it was 3,900 meters for Air France, and we're probably looking something similar here. It's in the middle, again, in the middle of an ocean. It's closest to um, Australia, so I'd imagine mm -hmm. Perth is going to be the operating base, but uh, they had more options on Air France. But the biggest problem, I think, is, uh, is the weather is going to be a real complicating factor. It's just generally inclement weather. So I think the crews between transiting back and forth to Australia and then sitting waiting for the weather to prove, they're going to lose a lot of their time. Mm. Mate, as we said, the search continues. Who knows, mate, they might, they might knock on your door shortly if they don't locate this uh, black box and uh, ask for your expertise. We really, uh, we really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you. We're all, we're all standing by to help. Everybody, um, including a lot of my friends in Australia that helped me with uh, Sydney as well. Go on, you, buddy. Yeah, thank, thank you, thank David. You. That's David Burns from Blue Water Recovery. <laughs>